0: You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz with Mankiran and We're talking about the results of the 2023 Point-in-Time Homeless Count for Greater Vancouver. And it showed a 32% increase in the number of people experiencing homelessness across the region since the last count in 2020. We are now speaking to David Wells, chair of the Metro Vancouver Indigenous Homelessness Steering Committee. David, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Mankiran. Now tell us, how is the count conducted?
1: So the count is is, its a point-in-time count. We've been doing this now for, I think, going back to 2005, every three years. We have a large number of volunteers, and this year in particular we had about 650 volunteers. And the idea is to have that one point-in-time capture of uh, everybody that we can locate and identify that's experiencing homelessness. So it happens overnight. In this case, it happened overnight on March the 7th and in the daytime on March the 8th. And the overnight count is focused on a count at the shelters. So going to all of our known shelter locations and we have trained volunteers, they have the the survey sheets we're trying to identify and understand what the complexion of our folks experiencing homelessness in the shelters looks like. And then we do the same thing the next morning, uh, looking at the unsheltered circumstances. So again, that wide number of volunteers all over the Metro Vancouver area, going to places that are known to be their encampments or locations of, of homelessness, and then just generally across the city, because we know Unsheltered homelessness is 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 much more mobile than shelter, obviously, and it's it's going into different areas that we haven't seen in the past.
0: And when we were when the count was being done, um, did you find there were certain municipalities that saw quite an
1: increase? Absolutely, and it's it's you know in terms of raw count, it's still the big in big big cities, you know, Vancouver and so you still see the raw overall numbers. But as a percentage, it, when I looked at it, the five biggest percentage increases were in those communities that each themselves had less than 100 shelter beds, so the communities that haven't typically had that sheltered infrastructure in the past, and so we think of the Tri-Cities, uh, uh, Burnaby, Rich Meadows, Langley, uh, Richmond, uh, the North Shore, the, a, lot of, a lot of these are communities that have less than 100 shelter beds, and, and I think those five communities, I think I've got that right, were the top five increases that ranged between a, a 65 or 67% increase over the past three years, all the way up to about a 160% increase on the biggest single. And so that's where we did see, we're, we are seeing a, a disproportionate increase in unsheltered homelessness into those communities.
0: And David, I'm curious, right? Because back in 2020, that was when the COVID-19 pandemic hit. And as you were um, doing your research on this here, was COVID a key reason that people became homeless?
1: It's a factor, but about 15%. So certainly we, it was a factor. I think it's, a, it's an interesting piece of data to dig into in terms of what was that? Was that about employment loss? Was it about loss of housing in in different types of housing circumstances? That's the question that I think probably has space to follow up on. But about 15% of the folks said COVID was a factor.
0: And what were some other factors that led folks to go into homelessness?
1: The biggest factors, uh, and they continue to be the biggest factors, and they have been for the past 18 years, really are, are related to affordability. So we know that the cost of housing and income are often the two biggest drivers and then, uh, then the ones that are that fall be- behind that are ones that again are fairly consistent. Which are uh, we see mental health is an increasing as a, as a consideration. So mental health was in that in that third spot. Addictions continues to be a factor. A lot of the folks, sixty two percent of the uh, folks, certainly in the indigenous count. of the folks are dealing with at least two health concerns. So it could be mental health and physical health, uh, addictions, a brain injury. But they've got intersecting health issues.
0: And did you find that there was a particular demographic, especially, that was really impacted by homelessness?
1: Well, certainly we always uh, note the Indigenous impact because we're disproportionate. And this year, the the ratios haven't changed in the sense that the Indigenous community accounts for about a third of the homeless, identified homeless uh, count. And that compares to about a 2.4 percent share of the demographic population in Metro Vancouver. So, Indigenous uh, the communities overrepresented by about a factor of 13 to 14. Certainly, there are other racialized communities that are also overrepresented. The the Black community is overrepresented. But outside of that, we are seeing uh, overrepresentation amongst the um, we're starting to see overrepresentation amongst the LGBT 2 q plus A. Uh, community that's emerging. And so, uh, for example, within the Indigenous community, if we look at women in in the transgender community, they accounted for about 38% of the folks that were experiencing homelessness. And that compares to the non-Indigenous population who are about 28% of the share is women and uh, transgender community. So we're seeing some disproportionate representations there. The other one I would say is in the 55 plus. So we're starting to see a lot of that as people go into more of a fixed income circumstance. And so that is a growing space. Folks above the age of 55 who are finding themselves unable to maintain housing, because one of the interesting data points was that about 81% of the count folks that are in, were identified in the count had an address; they were housed in the same community they now find themselves homeless in. So it's not as though they're coming to Metro Vancouver to be homeless. They they had an address here; they had a they had a housed situation and now find themselves unhoused
0: really some some big numbers there and just the fact that you continue to see the same sort of communities impacted by homelessness and i know we talked about the factors and david this might be hard but like why do you think homelessness does continue to be such a big issue here in the lower mainland
1: certainly we talk about affordability that was a a big piece uh, in terms of you know the available housing stock and the cost of living that's a, a huge factor and then again it goes back to the fact that 81 percent are living in the community they last housed in so as those housing the cost of housing increases and in, income is keeping pace we see people that are in that pressure space and in previous counts we've identified what we in the graphic we have to use as an iceberg and it's that below the iceberg at risk piece that is is you know not explored to the same degree to understand what does that look like if we have something like COVID that impacts employment, income, or impacts housing circumstances? Folks that didn't weren't homeless in the last count now finding themselves uh, living in vehicles or overhoused, couch surfing, all those sorts of circumstances. So I think those that continues to be the biggest single driver is that affordability piece. I'm sure there are many other things that contribute to that, but that's the one we see as the biggest the biggest single cost, and certainly within certain communities the communities that are overrepresented, the ability to access that available housing, they're disproportionately disadvantaged in terms of their ability to secure that rental suite to, uh, you know, as as we see that downward pressure, landlords will more often than not provide that rental to someone who has the stronger or more stable income or, you know, is not from certain communities that, you know, have been underrepresented in, in housing.
0: And how can especially, you know, the homelessness count really shape policy and, you know, help distribute resources, especially in areas that need it?
1: When it gives an overall snapshot of the volume. But of course, we know it's an undercount. And, and that's where we start. We, when we pull the numbers apart, we start to understand what needs to be done. And, and so the one I I've talked about uh, for the past couple of days is the fact that the share of folks who are experiencing long term homelessness has increased to a greater degree than any other metric. And so we know in the non-Indigenous community that's about 50%. In the Indigenous community, it's increased by about 40%. So whereas it was around in 2020, about 45% of the folks generally were homeless for more than a year. And in the Indigenous community, is was about 55%. Now, for 2023, 77% of the folks that are identifying as Indigenous have been homeless for more than a year. And I think almost 70%, I think it's 69% of the count overall. So when we see that, it helps us make that communication because, it one, it's about the volume of support that's needed. But when an individual has been homeless for more than a year... There's a whole uh, range of additional services of course it's not simply about an address this person is probably dealing with multiple health uh, concerns that detachment from the housing market especially where it's unsheltered there's a lot it's a lot more complex and there's a lot more investment that needs to support those individuals to to, to get a home
0: David, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go?
1: No, I mean, I think I've mentioned up front, I uh, thank you for taking the time to, to ask these questions. So greatly appreciative of all the organizations who, who work in this space. And, and, and you know, our, our community advisory board has a number of organizations that do tremendous work every day. They've got busy caseloads. We know that there's a lot of good work being done. And the volunteers, the fact that we had 650 volunteers for the count is a testament to that. We just know that the, the demand is, is so much greater. And so, just to reiterate that you know, it's not the work that's being is, is it's not good. It, it, it is good. It's just about we need to have a greater, a greater investment, greater invo- in, involvement in that.
0: Thanks again for your time. You take care, David. We just spoke to David Wells, chair of the Metro Vancouver Indigenous Homelessness Steering Committee. We talked about the results of the 2023 point-in-time homeless count for Greater Vancouver showed a 32% increase in the number of people experiencing homelessness across the region since the last count in 2020. This is the Morning Buzz on Spice Radio, 1200 AM.